So, I'm curious. Out of all of these shows you've done, mm-hmm. uh, what is some some of the maybe uh, bigger mistakes that maybe you have made or you've seen other people make, and how can we prevent that for others? <laughs> Man, you know, there there with every show there there come mistakes, you know, because we're all human. But I think part of the artistry and what what makes it human is the fact that mistakes happen. But um, sometimes the most creative choices come from mistakes and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did not. There was one recently that I, I had a not so creative or smart choice that I made um, when we were doing a Little Mermaid, um, where you know when something happens unexpected during a show, um, usually it's smart to acknowledge it and move on, right? Because right. if you don't acknowledge it, then the audience, like if you drop something on the ground, you know, pick it up, because if you if it stays on the ground, then the audience is going to be focused on that. They're not going to be able to pay attention to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was there was a moment um, during the first scene of Little Mermaid where there's there's one part where I'm throwing treasures back and forth, um, and and one of them dropped unexpectedly, and um, and it fell and and I tried to acknowledge it and the way that I acknowledged it was just very not in character. Oh. <laughs> Basically, I was like, "Oh, looks like it fell. My bad." Um, so my bad. yeah, my bad. If if you don't know Little Mermaid, um, <laughs> which I don't know, um, but my my bad is not necessarily period. Um, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> so that was I was getting a little bit of of flack for that um, from castmates and stuff, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, but things like that happen, you know, like yeah, we're all course. human and 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 stuff. And I, I I've learned from that mistake, you know, like acknowledge it, but you know, acknowledging properly, right? Yeah. Yeah, but um, but ad lib so. correctly. <laughs> <laughs> ad lib correctly. No, it's hard, you know, because because you don't know exactly what's gonna happen sometimes, right. and and you you know you want to live in that moment and, and and acknowledge something, but um, but sometimes you know you're like, well, how can we move on? Because you don't know what's you know. Did you ever see what yet. happened? What happened that one time in Ruth uh, with the boat? Yes, when the <laughs> when the curtain got caught on that. Yeah, I was the person holding back the boat. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noted. I noticed that the string was going, and I was like, "Oh no!" So I, oh, I was. I was, no. I was the person battling with the boat, <laughs> trying, to, trying to stop it from moving. No way. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. It was. Yeah. It was well, funny, but it well, was. It was. It was scary at the time. Yeah. yeah right. Now right. it's funny. <laughs> um. But yeah, actually, we have a boat similar to that in Little Mermaid too, where we we push it with our legs though. But Flintstones boat. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, and then I'm like, I'm rowing as I do that. Mm. But, um, but yeah. Oh man, other mis- I don't know. Have there been other mistakes? Um, like I, I mean, there have been other mistakes. Of I'm trying to just trying to think of them. Maybe as like a student or, um, oh, as a student. Um, you mean like when I'm performing, right? Uh, well, something like pre- preparation or preparation or stuff like that. Stuff that you don't really think about, but it. You know, you should take advantage of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, during one of our, I guess, forum performances, there was a. I think I, I had learned it takes two from hairspray, and um, and, but halfway through, I realized, like I did, I just, I guess, I didn't really do like my prep work as much as I could have because I. I kind of got lost halfway through, and and I I um, I had to start over and whatever, and so I guess the biggest thing 
is just to always make sure that you're prepared going into something um, and, and as much as you can be. But the hard thing about acting is that sometimes you can be over-prepared. Really? Um, yeah, because at least for me personally and my personality type, um, if I over-prepare, then sometimes my acting can seem robotic because I try to make every single thing specific and right. It's not organic but anymore. But it's not necessarily organic anymore. So, you know, sometimes my sometimes the best like acting choices that I've made have come from a song that I might that might be new to me that I know well enough, but that I have something in my mind that I'm living off of and then I just kind of organically go from there. But if I have if I had too many elements to it, if I think of too much of a backstory, or if I think of it's, there's too many things, then it kind of it kind of gets me in my head, mm-hmm. which which makes it seem a little robotic. Um, but that being said, oh, I'd rather be over prepared than under prepared. You know right. what I mean? Um, you can always tone stuff down. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to turn stuff up in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need to make sure that you know you're putting in your work, and and every actor's process is going to be different because the way that someone works compared to someone else is it's it's just a personality game. Like like the the way that you think as an actor is going to be completely different, and so um I think it's just important to just kind of figure out what your strategy is going to be preparing for a role and what works for you and try new things like we were talking about earlier. Um, but even within your craft, you know, you can still try new things and, and still take risks and, and, and stuff like that. But, um, but just trust yourself and, and, you know, learn as you go Mm -hmm. and always be learning. So, yeah. So speaking of learning, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you had known when you first started? Um, oh, that's a good question. What's one thing I know now that I wish I had known when I started? Um, that that acting is very subjective. Mm. It's very, and I I knew that I knew that growing up, and I knew I knew that no matter what, you know, things people are gonna always have opinions about you know your performance, what you bring to the table, but a show in general. I mean, but it's 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 the thing is it's very it's completely subjective, and so the way that one person views a show is going to be completely different than than someone else. Um, but so I think you just gotta you just gotta keep in mind that you, you just gotta you gotta have confidence in yourself and what you're bringing to the table, um, and you and I think it's another important aspect and thing to have in this industry and I'm finding is very valuable is to have a support group of people that you know are always going to be there no matter if you're having a, a winning streak right now or, or kind of like a losing streak. Like, um, It's important to have those people um, and and not necessarily always be talking about theater, but just kind of talk about you know life and stuff because you need you need those moments where it's not and not all you career. Break, right? you know? and, and that's one thing too that I've learned over the last year is, is another thing is that, you know, for the last year I've been focused so much on the next thing and trying to audition for the next thing and making sure I have something lined up and, and, you know, reaching out to people and, and, and theaters and stuff. Um, but you still got to enjoy the moment because, you know, the whole purpose of us doing this, this career is, is because we're passionate and we enjoy it. You know, it's, 
and and it's easy to forget that once you're in the game and you're going hard and and you're trying to find the next thing it's it's easy to forget the reason why you do it which is because it's fun and, yeah. and because you you have you know you enjoy doing it and you're passionate about it and stuff like that so yeah so speaking of other things that you're passionate about uh you're a christian yes how does how does how has your faith maybe been challenged or grown over the past few years in regards to your career? Yeah, well, it's and it's similar to what I was saying earlier in, in terms of, you know, when, when I was at LBC, you're kind of in like a bubble. Mm-hmm. You're kind of in a specific culture of people and, and everyone has similar beliefs and, and they kind of, you know, they kind of line up in, in many ways. But when you go into this career and you, and you go and meet people and, and stuff like that, First off, well, it's 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 not necessarily a culture shock, but you get to you meet a lot of different people along the way, and so um, and the smart people at that too, mm-hmm. and um, and so when you meet those people, you know it, it's 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 really cool in a way because you kind of get to learn different perspectives of how people view the world, which I respect, and I think it's cool to hear someone's point of view because I think that you have something you might have something to learn from anyone that you talk to. Um, but that is one way that it's been challenged is because you're immersed in a different culture, you know, and, and, and different cultures. Like mm-hmm. every time you go to a different show, it's going to be different people involved and they might have different beliefs than you and, and that's okay. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's one way that, it, that I guess it's been, it's been challenged is, is just kind of adjusting to the new lifestyle of being an actor and surviving. <laughs> so uh what is worship to you what do you consider worship 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 is she's about to give the textbook answer that we the all textbook we all, answer. We all well, got through i think worship is like it can be anything anything can be done out of worship because i think that you're constantly either i think that you know theater can be worship and yeah and singing, acting, dancing can be worship. It just depends on you know what you're doing it for. And so, um, I think that anything creative or even just like lifestyle, whatever, that can all be done out of worship. So I think worship is just any behavior that you do to that in, in honor of God or you know whatever it is you're worshiping. Right. But yeah. What are three shows that everyone should have under their belt? Three shows that everyone should have under their belt. Like e- even oh, like if you want to be a performer, if you want to be a performer, or if you're if you want to get into theater. Oh man, three shows that you should everyone should have under their belt. I don't know because there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many, and also trends are changing. Yeah, you know, all the time. But I think I think maybe if you have like one classical and one contemporary. And one comedic. So let's think of one of each of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so maybe uh, like Phantom of the Opera. Well, I've never done Phantom of the Opera. I've well, I've never, I've never seen it actually. Oh, do you mean see? Do you mean like watch? should see? You should watch. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, be in. Um, okay. Um, um, <laughs> this is such a hard. It okay. Is, such okay. A hard well, yeah. my. F- I guess I'll just say my favorite musicals okay. <laughs> because they kind of shaped the way I view theater. Um, 
my favorite musical is ne- one of my favorite musicals is Next to Normal. Okay. Um, which I love because it adds a sense of realism to theater. And I know you're singing and and stuff, but it it the acting that I saw on the bootleg that I watched um, <laughs> was was just amazing. Um, and and it's just a completely different type of story that just kind of helped pave the way for more like like a Dear Evan Hansen type show mm-hmm. um, where there's like real issues in the world that are being talked about in a musical, you know? Um, and so that was really cool. And that's one show that I think a lot of people should see. Um, and then, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll give one uh, for me. Okay, give uh, one for you. Aida. I believe oh, everyone should yes. see Aida. That's uh, good. That's partly because I'm a fanboy of Elton John. <laughs> and well, because the music in there is just so good. And uh-huh. the story is also amazing as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- and the, just the costumes that they got, I saw it done in Pittsburgh. And I still, I, it's one of my favorite shows. And I've seen a few on Broadway as well. But that's mm-hmm. my favorite show that I've ever seen in person. Really? Because, yeah, the way they, the way, have you ever seen Aida? I haven't actually. Oh, it's so good. It's and um it's definitely worth seeing. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh-huh. Uh and granted I haven't seen many shows. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Another favorite of mine I'd have to say is Hairspray. Oh um, yeah? It's a classic. Yeah. yeah, it's a classic. Um yeah, no, I, I love Hairspray. Another one I haven't seen. Um <laughs> <laughs> But um that one is just a little bit more comedic and and it's it's a different style because a lot of the story in that one is is shown through like being on TV, right? Because they're always looking at the camera, and that that style from that time period was um, was just very more like proper, and everyone said what they meant, and there wasn't necessarily as much sarcasm in the culture and stuff like that. So it was just a different time. I love that one. And then oh, what's the third one? What's the third one? Um, be Footloose or Grease or uh, those are good. Those are good. Um, they're classics. Grease, yeah. Grease is a good, is a good one. The movie, I love the movie version. Movies, but, amazing. but Grease and um, what about Hamilton? Theater too. Did you see Hamilton? Well, Hamilton is a new classic, right? And and I mean, I would say Hamilton is one that you should see, but I feel like most people probably. Well, at least know about it, right? Um, but yeah, Hamilton is well, and I think that, like I was saying earlier, that's that's definitely paved a way for new trends and and like rap yeah. and theater and and um, different elements of like casting too, because you know, um, it it shows that like you know, in history, um, the people might have looked differently than than they did in the casting of Hairspray or mm-hmm. in Hairspray, Hadestown. <laughs> You right. know, and so it shows that that kind of stuff doesn't really matter. It's just it's just more about like what story, you bring to a right. character and how the story is being told. Yeah, and so um, I think that's really cool. But yeah, so so definitely, um, definitely, um, what? <laughs> um, um, Hamilton. I Hamilton, think right. of the name for a second. Yes, yes. Sorry, a little delirious after. No, no, no. It's all, it's last all week. good. <laughs> so. Last few questions. Yes. What is one thing, what is one role that you want to play or have you already played it? Yeah. Well, and this kind of goes along with my favorite musical, but my my role that I want to play is Gabe in Next to Normal. Gabe um, in Next to Normal. Yeah. He's kind of the, 
I don't want to give too much of the story away, but um, he's kind of like a ghost of someone's consciousness. Um, huh. Yeah. The force ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the nice thing about that role is, is I mean, it's not super, like, it's not super or open-ended, but it is open-ended enough to the point that you can kind of create your own version of it. There, there's, like, a little bit more, like, because he is a ghost of, like, you and the person who the consciousness that you are portraying from should discuss what you think the character should be because it's kind of like a team effort, which I think is cool too. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's a dream role of mine. And then um, and then also Link Larkin and Hairspray is probably a dream role of mine too. Okay. Um, that'd be kind of cool to play. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's – I don't know why. I literally am just saying the two musicals that I literally just said before. But um, – that's all good. I know some people who are uh, they're like actors and actresses, and they don't know anything about they know little about theater when <laughs> what you would expect. Like, well, it's it's just like it's just really hard. It's, it's just, hard, yeah. It's hard to to choose a few, you know, because I do know so many, a lot of musicals, right. but I guess I just have never narrowed it down to three before, you know. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you for asking this question because I know I'm going to go home. I'm going to think, think about, about it. it, and then I'm going to message you later and be like, "This is what I should have said." This is what I <laughs> I'm kidding. Said. No, it's, but. Uh, and there's and there's always new stuff coming out as well. Exactly. I, and it's never ending. I I can't name three, like it's I can't name three <laughs> songs that I like. You know, what are your top <laughs> top three favorite songs? You can't ask somebody that. It's 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 just one of those things where it's like when you're asked in the moment, it's like and you forget. Oh, there's so many. You know, it'd be different oh, if yeah. I knew just three musicals. But, right. Of course. Yeah. Um. But um. What was I gonna say? But yeah, I do tend to lean more towards the contemporary side, but. I love song cycles too. Yeah. Um, and I love acting them too. Do you know Drew Gasparini at all? No. I so he's he's a musical theater composer. He's actually currently working on the Karate Kid musical they're developing. Oh, really? Um, but he's my favorite musical theater composer, and he's written some song cycles. Um, and they're just all what's, story. What's a song? Cycle? Excuse me. Song cycles are basically a collection of songs that are like tied together by some sort of a like a, a theme or or um like in this case like it kind of tells a story in certain ways but it's all connected in this like slightest way so it's kind of like an album just live yeah it's it's like an album but it's there's storytelling, storytelling elements okay. to it in this in this type of song cycle um like theater song cycles um and so for Drew Gasparini like each song tells its own story um another example of a song cycle would be theory of relativity which i know they did here yeah um and that that is a song cycle because like you know everything is connected in a certain way but you know um but it's it is like storytelling in the sense that that each song tells its own story on it uh, by itself too oh, so, so everything is a complete like is it kind of like uh almost main um almost main is like a show like a show right, yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. that just in song form yeah so cuz a song cycle is just songs you know and and you can put it into a story like and and it's it's you can kind of create your own story from a song cycle and it's very loose mm. um but um for the most part a song cycle is more of an album you listen to you know gotcha. yeah cool. so so you can perform it um but for the most part it's like an album and 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 a lot of the songs are like performed in like a cabaret style if that makes sense okay so they are storytelling, but it's more of like a cabaret, like where you're like 
you're just singing to people in a in a small maybe small room maybe big room but that's cool yeah because a lot of a lot of you have you heard of fifty four below no it's <laughs> <laughs> I wish I it's could. okay no, it's it's good it's good uh, fifty four below is probably the most popular cabaret venue in New York oh okay. um but a lot of videos that I've seen of song cycles and things like that have been at fifty four below on YouTube so um yeah. So, with all that said, this has been Brandon Cricky. <laughs> uh, people can find him at his Instagram. Mm-hmm. At, go ahead, say uh, bcrick3, B-K-R-I-K-K-3. <laughs> Check out his website, brandoncricky.com. Yep. Uh, all of his good stuff there. And uh, especially some big announcements coming out <laughs> so, some, sometime soon. Yeah, sometime soon. So, with all that said, if you want to follow us, please be sure to check out, just search the story, Corey Rosen, that's C-O-R-Y, no E, R-O-S-E. Dude, you, wanna, you would not imagine how many awards I have that misspell my name. <laughs> really? Awards? Awards from school, I'm by sorry. the way. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry, bro. It's totally, I'm used to it at this point, <laughs> but but it's so funny to me. It's like, literally, they could have looked. Yeah. They, could, they literally. <laughs> oh, man. But, oh, man. But yes, that's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. You can find us on all streaming platforms. And if you want to check out upcoming guests and dates and events, please be sure to go over to Facebook.com forward slash The Story Corey Rosen or our Instagram at the underscore story underscore podcast. Next, this coming Wednesday, our interview with Bradley Hawkins of Dadly Productions is coming out. So please, please be sure to tune in then. Otherwise, awesome. we will be having Chris Keeney on. Do you know Chris Keeney at all? I don't think so. He was the guitar instructor here for, for a I've while. Met him before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have him on Thursday at 12. And then Kristen Brewer is going is, is to be coming awesome. on on Friday. And she, and she is the one, uh, one of the composers or the composer? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's yeah, multiple. I don't know. I don't know if there's multiple. But she's she's a she's the writer for uh she's one of the writers for Sight and Sounds music and she has her own amazing scene collective that you guys have you ever seen it? I don't think so. Oh, it's a gr- amazing scene collective. This the scene collective. It, it's so she took oh, all of the scene collective. The scene collective. Oh yes, right? I do. No, I have seen photos of it. Yeah. 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 Of, she takes these uh, stories from the Bible of all women and can uh, make songs out of them. Yeah, I've and heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot about incredible. it. It's incredible. Yeah. So please check out that. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>